0: Bluff. Welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Richer Geek In today's episode, we have Dave Wolcott. And uh, Dave started his career by serving the uh, country, our country, as a captain in the Marine Corps. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And Mm -hmm. uh, in 2000, he and his wife (laughs) brought triplets into the world. That'll keep you a little busy. And uh, that inspired him to challenge the uh, traditional financial planning, which we all are kind of uh, looking at diversifying. Uh, but to uh, Dave is uh, he's an author, podcast host himself and founder and CEO of Pantheon Investments and he's uh passively investing in superior real estate, which a lot of us do alt- alternate assets which we'll get into and uh, most importantly they want uh, he wants predictive cash flow, tax efficiency and upside potential. Uh, how you doing Dave?
1: Uh, doing great, Mike. Thanks for uh, the opportunity to connect with you and your listeners and uh, grateful to be here.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, again, thank you for your service. We all think you guys are the, uh, the true heroes, the veterans. Uh, give us a little bit about your background and uh, what got you into all this stuff.
1: Yeah no I appreciate that Mike and um yeah it looks we were we were in the service around a, a similar time frame and um you know during those days right uh it was the old you know conventional wisdom that was go to school get good grades uh, you know, you'll get a job and, you know, life will be rosy, rosy right? That's the recipe for success. So I kind of started following uh, down those footsteps. Um, I did the ROTC program um, and joined the Marine Corps and um, had a fantastic experience in the Marines. You you learn about things that, you know, they don't really teach you anywhere else, you know, things such as integrity, leadership, uh, teamwork, right? All of those really key principles. And then, uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I got into corporate America, and I was really quickly dismayed, Mike. Right, because I lost that sense of purpose, uh, that sense of mission. Everything was about quarterly results, and 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 no, you know, true teamwork and things. Um, and at the time, we started working, you know, with some different financial planners. And they kept telling us the same exact thing, right? Which is, you know, market's going to go up, market's going to go down. But, you know, stick in there. You'll make 7% over the long haul and then uh as you pointed out um on october 24th 2000 uh my wife and i actually won the baby lottery had, had triplets plus we had another child so we literally quadrupled the size of our family and so nothing will have you you know looking at your financial plan more right than than going through that type of exercise so that really put me on this path, Mike I I, I got on this path, you know, really an obsessive journey to mm-hmm. figure out how the 1% are really building their wealth uh, because I quickly realized it wasn't um, you know as a retail investor in the stock market. Right. So I started, you know, uh, investing in alternative assets, um, got into everything from uh, raw land to oil and gas uh, to retail centers, uh, multifamily, all kinds of different alternatives. Um, And then shortly thereafter, if you recall the, you know, cash flow quadrant, right, with uh, Robert Kiyosaki, which we've all learned so much. Um, I became a business owner as well. And I know your audience is full of tech folks. Um, So in 2000, I was in the tech uh, industry myself um, and actually created a tech consulting company um, and learned a lot of things about growing a business. But I also learned a lot about taxes, right? And, and, And how you can really manage that, right? As a business owner. So Fast forward to today, uh 20 years later, and I really took those, you know, 20 years of experience and in investing in all these different asset classes, um, and really trying to create a strategy so I could help other people, you know, figure this out, right? Because Wall Street, they want you to think that they're the smartest ones in the room and you can't do this on your own, right? So I was trying to dispel all of those negative, you know, beliefs that were out there, uh, and really create this comprehensive system, which is essentially what my book is called, the Holistic Wealth Strategy, um, and it is really a comprehensive system uh, to, you know, not only multiply your wealth but also to protect your wealth and and really live the life that you want to live.
0: Okay, so let's get, dig into a little bit about uh, again, everyone. It's called the Holistic Wealth Strategy. So. Give us some of the strategies, you know, kind of break down. What are you looking at? What kind of the, the topics are you going into uh, to teach? Sure. Well,
1: about. it's it's really, it, it comes down to five simple phases, right? And we all start this with basically creating a vision because if you don't have a target, you're going to miss every time, right? And sadly, you know, most people spend actually more time planning a vacation than they do on their future. Right. And this is really, you know, all about you. So it's about getting clarity and crystal clear on where it is uh, you're going. You know, that's kind of the, one of the underlying uh, things that we we do. And then uh, in phase one, it's really all about mindset right? And, and really understanding, you know, some of your beliefs, your habits, um, creating goals for yourself. Um, and it's interesting because there's so many people that I talk to in this kind of private equity space or people that are new to investing. And we all have such limiting beliefs, right? And, and, and a lot of it comes from this $30 trillion financial services industry that wants you to think a certain way. Right? So when I tell people that I took my 401k and completely exited it, sold it, paid the 10% penalty, paid all the taxes, uh, people think I'm absolutely crazy. Uh, but I can tell you that now, probably you know, six, seven years later, I've actually tripled my money. Uh, since then, right? So there's a lot of things and you know, I had to go through uh, you know, a lot of a process uh, you know, to be able to do that, but it's really having this growth mindset, um, really always asking questions so you can make informed decisions looking at, at all the different you know data points that you have. So that's why we always uh, really start with mindset. And then as you move into the second phase, We talk about basically trying to increase your IQ, your IQ around your financial IQ, uh, your mindset IQ. Uh, We also talk about health IQ, right? Because you can actually have, you know, all the wealth in the world. But if you don't have your health, right, where is it going to get you? And a lot of people actually, you know, consume all of their wealth to support their health. So I think that's really a key piece uh, that people need to um, need to, need to have, um, and also relationship IQ. You know, you're definitely a product of the five people that you spend the most. Uh, time with. You know, so are those people advancing you towards your goals and where do you want to get to? Um, Or are they actually detracting you and taking you further back? Um, So as you go through, you know, increasing your IQ and kind of getting smarter, you start to see some different possibilities that are available in the alternative asset space um, and how some of these things uh, can really work. Um, Okay. So I'll go into the third uh, phase from here. Right. So um, again, there's five phases. And uh, so we started with mindset. We then talked about increasing our IQ. Um, And then the third phase is actually creating an infrastructure for yourself. And what we mean by that is, you know, number one, um, it's trying to actually mitigate some of your biggest expenses that you have in life. Right. And the number one, Uh, item is taxes, right? So no one really spends any time trying to actually mitigate taxes. They just kind of take it as, hey, that's what it is, right? But if you can create, you know, a proactive tax strategy, um, you know, it's extremely powerful. For instance, we have this oil and gas opportunity that uh, you can actually deduct 100% of your uh, investment against active income, right? So that's that's really huge way to, you know, use a particular strategy, right? To, um, you know, to offset taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talk about uh, things like estate planning and and making sure you know you're growing and creating kind of a legacy. Um, and then we also, uh, we actually have been such a proponent and of using this for almost the past decade myself, uh, is the infinite banking. Uh, policy, which is kind of a, a unique concept, right? But a lot of the ultra wealthy are basically using a, uh, cash value, whole life insurance policy, um, that, that grows completely tax deferred. You can pass it to your heirs tax free. It creates a reverse income stream, uh, that's tax free. And it's a great place to put dry powder, to have like liquidity, right. For investing in deals, uh, or things like that. So we help clients with that. And those are some key things that you want to, uh, Set up, you know, and maybe some different entities depending on um, you know, your structure. Uh so that's really the third phase. Mm-hmm. And then in the fourth phase, uh, we move. A lot of people will say, like, hey, Dave, you know, this sounds great. And, you know, we'd like to do an investment, get into our first alternative investment. Um, But, you know, we don't have 50 or 100K lying around right now. Right. So uh, here we really talk about asset repositioning. um, And at least 90% of Americans typically have the majority of their assets tied up in. Uh, Government sponsored qualified plans. So 401ks, IRAs, um, or they have it tied up in their primary residence in their house. And, you know, equity tied up in your primary residence is trapped equity. The rate of return on it, Mike, it's Mm -hmm. zero right? Mm -hmm. So it does not make sense, you know, contrary to, you know, Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman and a lot of the folks out there telling you to pay off your house early and things like that. Uh, Well, if you're a sophisticated and savvy investor, you're, you know, and you can borrow money even at today's rates at 6% and I can make 20 to 30%, right? Through following this strategy, then- Mm -hmm you know, which would you rather do? Right. And also increasing, you know, your tax, uh, your um, deductions, right. That you can have by doing that. So, so accessing that is really key. Um, and then uh, like I had pointed out earlier with a 401k, um, you know, that was, uh, something really amazing that I went through that process and I really modeled things out on paper. Um, and if listeners are interested, we actually have created a calculator of if you were to exit your 401k, um, compared to how the results Uh, would transpire if you kept it in your 401k over the next 20 years, Um, you know, you can model your own assumptions and kind of see how that does. But I got to tell you, it's really eye opening, Mike, um, when you go through that exercise, because you could take a conservative, um, you know, investment such as a multifamily syndication that's, you know, maybe making 20, let's say it's 20%, you're offsetting the taxes using bonus depreciation. Um, and if you compound that over 20 years, uh, even, even after you've paid the 10% penalty and the 35% in taxes, um, that amount grows to over 2 million and 20 years versus if you kept it. In your uh, 401k, um, it's actually just over 200k and change, net of taxes, inflation, and fees. And those mm-hmm. are the thing; those are the three things that financial planners just really do not, you know, enlighten their clients on. Because remember, you're going to be taxed at ordinary income tax rates mm-hmm. when you withdraw that money. Mm-hmm. So so really trying to you know reposition the current you know assets you have and you know try to create this you know a, a more optimized portfolio for where you're headed is key and then in the last phase we really move into creating massive passive income um and in that sense what we're doing is you know we're looking for opportunities that are multipliers Um, And as you pointed out earlier, where our investment thesis really focuses on uh, only opportunities that have uh, cash flow, uh, tax efficiency to them, and some type of forced appreciation upside. So that way you can actually really get a multiplier uh, right with the investment versus think about a stock. If you have $1,000 in Tesla stock, that's all it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're just hoping that that stock can go up in value. In this case, you know, we're getting, you know, tax benefits. uh, We're getting that upside. You're getting that uh, income regularly. um, And that's how, you know, we're getting, you know, clients can see 20, 30% gains easily uh, and more, uh, you know, following this strategy. And I think the last piece I'll kind of just wrap this whole, um, you know, uh, strategy with is that. When you tie all these things together, you know, the sum is greater than the parts. Right. So it's just this exponential compounding effect you get when you're mitigating your top expenses, you're, uh, you know, reducing taxes. Right. Uh, You're looking at, you know, building up cash flow right through multiple streams of income. You're having liquidity events on, you know, diversified different asset classes right across different operators, different markets, things like that. Um, And this is truly how you can um, exponentially multiply your wealth, uh, as well as do it, you know, on a much lower risk, right? Mm -hmm. So this is basically, you know, asymmetric type returns.
0: You know, a a couple of things that was jotting some notes down. Um, Now, if they're still working and they're still contributing to and and maybe employer matches into the 401ks and IRAs, uh, do you... Want them to keep putting into it and maybe put a portion into maybe do a self directed uh, so they can take more control over it, you know, while they're still working and putting money into it?
1: Well, I think there's that like good, better, and best. Type situation, Mike. So I think if people have an existing, you know, um, IRA, sure you could convert that into a self-directed IRA, so you could get into some of these opportunities. Mm-hmm. But you are still under the guise of that uh, qualified plan, which means you know you're not going to be getting all of the benefits, uh, the tax benefits, right from the opportunity. Uh, and also, the government is telling you. How much money you can put in, how much money you can take out, when you can take it out. And a lot of this is also about control, right? I don't know about you, but I want more control of my hard earned, you know, capital that I've had. So, you know, why have the government, you know, dictate that to you?
0: Yeah. And, you know, the government absolutely hates that uh, you don't pay taxes, you know, a very quick reference to that. You know, they just released Trump's tax returns, right? Well, what does Trump do? He's in investing all these different type of alternative investment groups. And whether you like the guy or not, you know, the, the, the point of this is the first thing that people looked at was he makes all this money and he doesn't pay any taxes or he pays less taxes. And it's because he has smart CPAs and he does these things that you're talking about as far as reducing his tax basis by depreciations and cost segregations and, and, and all this sort of stuff. And you can do it. It doesn't matter how much money you make. You can get a refund. You know, Why pay taxes? Have these assets that have depreciation. Um, yeah,
1: for sure. I, I'll tell you, Mike. Um, you know, I've got I've got a lot of <laughs> scars and war wounds here. You mm-hmm. know, over the course of many years building companies, um, I literally fired five CPA firms. Mm-hmm. I paid more and more each year, and there was nothing more frustrating than getting to the end of the year, think you have a good year, and then March comes around and they say, "Whoa, <laughs> you did well," and this is what you owe, right? And and it was all kind of looking. Uh, at at things in the rear view mirror. But mm-hmm. uh, what I learned uh, that's really interesting is that um, the tax code is actually a series of incentives, right? It's 6,000 pages of code. Uh, the first page really just tells you you need to pay your taxes. Uh, but the remaining portion of it, it's all about being a partner with the government, so none of this is loopholes, legal, you know, illegal or anything that people talk about, but we're investing in things that the government wants you to do. So for instance, we we talked about oil and gas, right? Mm-hmm. Um oil and gas literally supplies everything everything we do, not only in this country, but also, you know, globally, right? Uh, it supports our strategic defense. You know, we were in the military, we we need energy to fuel those ships and tanks and everything else we have. So, right, that's, that's very strategic to us. It also supports the GDP of this country, right? And how we can grow. So, the government, therefore, is giving us incentives, you know, for operators to be able to, you know, mine uh, those wells and natural gas and produce it. So, so that's why they do that. Same thing in real estate, right? We're providing housing. I mean, there's a major, even, you know, at the time of this recording early 2023, um, we have, I believe it's 6 million, uh, units short in the U S. Mm. Um, so there's just not enough housing. So that's why they're providing, you know, strong benefits, uh, you know, to put real estate in place. But once you, I think, uh, fundamentally make that paradigm shift around, understanding that taxes are really a series of incentives for business owners and investors, and you know how to actually leverage those, you know, then you can get the maximum impact.
0: Yeah. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen that are listening, it's not just for what I would call the general partner, you know, the, the owner. Um, as a limited partner, if you get into something, and Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they can get the same tax benefits as the general partner, even though you're a limited partner, you have nothing to do with the investment. Here's 50,000 or a hundred thousand that you've given into a syndication or a fund. They get all those benefits also.
1: 100%. Yeah, exactly. And that that's what, you know, we kind of talked about as part of the strategy is by converting. So, you know, if you're in a top Uh, tax bracket, right? And you're, you're paying 40 plus percent in taxes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just think about what, if you could reduce your taxes by 10, 15% on a perpetual basis, you know, that much more net investable income that you would have to put into assets. And then as you continue to grow your asset base, you just keep increasing that passive income. All of that passive income ideally is getting offset uh, through things like depreciation, right. That, so therefore you're now creating income streams that are taxed at nothing, you know, versus your, you know, your W2 job.
0: Yeah. And that's very important because everyone, I mean, we're, especially in America, uh, there's no such thing as a 40 hour work week, you know, for those people that are in sales or in tech or in, in businesses, it's the computer's always on. So, to sit there and say, my God, I'm paying so much money in the, in the taxes. Uh, And then knowing that the wall street doesn't help that you can't get those bonus depreciations and the cost segregations. It's at the end of the year, you have the statement that says you made this much, or if you sell it, you have to report it. And it's just a great idea. Uh, And, and, i like what you said where it's a partnership where they they want you to not pay taxes they're giving you these ideas if, and you know a lot of people don't like it well they can change the policies you don't get mad at the person that's that's uh going by these rules um what are you doing now as far as some of the we've talked about some assets are, are you doing multi or are you doing some of the things we talked about the oil and gas uh, what are you doing now
1: yeah. In terms of, um, you know, alternative assets and, and, and asset classes that we're focused on, again, we really try to stick uh, core to that investment thesis mm-hmm. um, again, right, which is, you know, tax efficiency, predictable, passive income and, and appreciation. So, mm-hmm. so really asset classes that fall into that. Um, you know, yeah, the, the oil and gas is really key because that's such a good solution of offsetting some of that W-2 income. Um, you know, we have a lot of high income earners trying to offset that. So that's been pretty good. Uh, plus, it's paying double digit uh, cash flow. Uh, and has an equity multiple on the back end as they as they exit. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a pretty good one. Um, the other thing about these asset classes that we're going after, um, if you remember back to Maslow's hierarchy, right? We're mm-hmm. trying to invest at things at the base level so that, right. you know, again, we're in the early 2023 right now. There's just so much uncertainty out there. But I can tell you that, you know, oil and gas prices are going to continue to go up right? Because people need energy for everything that it is that you do. Uh, People need housing, like we we talked about, right? So Mm -hmm. so multifamily is another big uh, asset class that we look at. Um, We're also into self-storage, um, those those are really good um, you know opportunities there. I think you know those are some of the key ones. Um, and then, like I said, creating uh, an infinite banking strategy uh, where you can add more overall velocity uh, to your portfolio, right by taking some of those passive income streams, putting those into your policy until you're building that next next tranche for the next deal. Uh, so that can really add some as well. Uh, but I would say those are some of our you know key asset classes. We're looking for really low risk, you know, um, higher returns. Um, and again, we can win on three different fronts.
0: So holistic wealth strategy again, everyone is the book. Where can people find the book?
1: Yeah, so um, folks can get a free um, download to our ebook if you go to Pantheon, invest. Dot com wealth forward slash wealth hyphen strategy
0: okay and ladies and gentlemen I'll put that in the show notes so you don't have to rewind it you know a couple times and and listen to it so it'll be in the show notes for you and uh thank you for that uh the uh, I'll definitely download the free ebook and listen to it uh, and and read it where can people find you as far as the Pantheon investments and yourself if they have any questions
1: Yeah, I guess the other thing is probably by the time this airs, we should be um, live with our new book on Amazon as well. If people want to get a hard copy, uh, The Holistic Wealth Strategy, so you can pick up a copy there. Um, Or if you come to our site, uh, we should just have one free with shipping and handling. But yeah, you can, anyone can hit me up on LinkedIn or our website, pantheoninvest.com. And, you know, I'll tell you, Mike, I mean, this is really a passion project for me. Um, You know, this is all about serving other people and how we can create impact and educating folks on some of these different strategies that, that frankly, just, you know, people don't understand right they don't have the time to understand and we've all been taught uh really by Wall Street but but by removing that middleman of Wall Street and going direct and investing in Main Street um you can really get far superior returns uh with much lower risk mm-hmm.
0: yeah it sounds good and that's what people want you know because if, if they haven't done it before they're a little scared it's like you know I man I don't want to put good you know hard-earned money into something they want these returns they want someone that especially a general partner that has experience so uh definitely dave you know you you are you fit that bill you are uh uh you you excel and you uh, you have the experience and everybody again the book is holistic wealth strategy and uh, dave i appreciate you coming on with us and i hope you have a wonderful day but I appreciate the opportunity, Mike. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you and thanks for listening.